You're listening to the Rebel Scum Podcast. You are always scum. Rebel Scum. From odds making to list rankings, we've got you covered. And don't forget to join us on Patreon for early access and exclusive content. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. James. Update on the Kia Rondo situation. <laughs> yeah. They live in my neighborhood. <laughs> because when I first saw it, I took a picture so I would remember it so I could have that hilarious antidote from last episode. But uh, so I just happened to be behind another Kia Rondo with a Porygon Borg sticker. Looked at it. Same person. Live in the same neighborhood. You need Hopefully to get them we'll on the show. the best of <laughs> Imagine that. Like, I wasn't even thinking about it and I was behind them at a stop sign. Imagine, like, now that I've brought it up, it happens again next week. My God. It could be the woman of my dreams. Don't tell Rehan. <laughs> Welcome to the Rebel Scum Podcast. <laughs> Hold on a second. He does not listen. <laughs> no, I know how that is. Uh, I'm James. He's recently single. <laughs> Stop the present. <laughs> um, I want to show you this guy. You can't see him. Son of a gun, of course. The one see. time I've, my videos, are, it is the Baby Yoda Black Series. Sorry, the Ooh. the Child Black Series. Oh, um, you've shown it to me. It's not new, right? No, but I haven't shown it here. It's ages four plus. I don't uh, even yeah. know if oh. I trust a four year old with something this tiny. I want to, I don't have here it is. So I'll put it next to the porgs. You make a good point, though. You've been to chapters, right? Yep. Our local bookstore, Indigo. It's our Barnes Have and Noble. Have you ever gotten our Barnes? You know, it's, it's almost identical to Barnes and Noble. Only with um, less exclusives. Yeah, it's true. Um, have you ever gotten to the kid section? Or yeah. maybe it's not just chapters, but I feel like I've seen it recently in chapters. You know how they had those like animal toys that were like super, like they looked like the animals, but they're super expensive. They would just be on like a rack and they'd be single and they're like a little tag and you buy them. You know what I'm talking about? I think so. Anyways, Reham's niece, her birthday is coming up, and she wanted one of these, like, one of those toys, but it was in a box because it was a whole set. And it was tiny little animals, like it was rabbits. And she's like, I don't even understand if she has these. But she went to the store and picked out what she wanted. And it just started funny because she's about to turn three, and it's like, those are too tiny. Too They're size of the, the, the Yoda child you're talking about. Yes. But they're for gigantic children. Us. Yeah, exactly. For us. For us. It's so so mm-hmm. tiny. I just hit my, my elbow on the... I hit the funny bone. Ow. Mm. <laughs> uh, it's hilarious. I hit the funny bone. Eh? Um, funny okay, so I don't know if the discount still applies today, but Rebel 30 on Public. Get anything you want on Public. 30% off Rebel 30. What? I can't wait. Hold on. I sent really? you a text. I told you that. Yeah, actually, we've had quite a, a quite a few number of uh, purchases. So thank you everybody for your support. It really means a lot to us. Um, hold on. I'll tell you when it ends. If my email works, okay. Here we go. 
Yep. They said, hey, we're not doing a, they're not doing the, the, the monthly sale because they're so busy. Their, print, their printers just can't take it. <laughs> so they said, we're going to give you a 30% off code REBEL30, available until the end of the day, Saturday. So this is going up Friday, Brock. So tomorrow, Saturday, end of the day it ends. I don't know what end of the day means. Is it 11.59 Pacific? I don't know. I don't know. Um, so anyway, you have all day tomorrow. I know it's- Hmm. Okay, I'm trying it out right now. Rebel Thirty. Love. I love T Public, but their shirts—they're too expensive. You know what it is too. The well, now at least they're showing. Canada. Yes, but at least they're showing us Canadian prices now. Before it was like, oh, look at that. Oh. Yeah, that's true. It it is expensive, but you know what? I went on another site to have a shirt made, and it was yeah. like forty dollars for a tank top. So, T Public, where to go? They're good people there. They're good. Treat they've been, Rebel been with, 30. Rebel 30, 3 zero. We've been with them for how long have we been with them now? Oof. Three years? At least two years, maybe more. No, you know what? Wait, 2017. We, have- we had them at celebration. So three over three yeah, years. That's ago. Exactly yeah. what I was ask you. We did it. We, it was like oops, that's my there was like three they weren't they weren't that big, as big as they are now when we were with them. So I like to think that we brought them the prestige that they have now. <laughs> prestige <Well, why? laughs> that's what sorry i forgot my chair in the basement so i'm sitting on this like exercise ball so my abs are getting a workout doing this podcast it's <laughs> it's fantastic well looking at this with our 30 percent off you basically get almost ten dollars off if you get a regular t-shirt so that's a good it's canadian 29.24 and then you take the type off and then shipping it comes out to 30 dollars so it's like you save on the shipping bait pretty much yeah that's not good yeah i mean not bad yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good no. not bad is what i was trying to say but i said that's not good because i'm condensing words <laughs> now that i'm a year older you see how it is the older you get the less time you feel like you have to say whole sentences because i might be dead <laughs> soon so i gotta get the words out <laughs> quickly <laughs> Uh, Star Wars, not much is going on in the world of Star Wars, but I do have a question for you because I saw an article just before we started recording this. Mm-hmm. Do you think Star Wars needs saving? Nope. <laughs> do you want to think about that? Nope. Nope. Mandalorian. And now on to ho- in a hollow news because the show is over. Because <laughs> it's. Uh, well, no, I'm just asking because they said, here's, I didn't read the article, but it was like, here's how they could save Star Wars. I was like, yeah, right, does right, it right. need saving? And that's why I asked you. They developed a new technology called the volume or whatever. I don't know. Who, who do you think? I think we talked about this before. Who do you think owns that technology? Disney? Lucasfilm? Everybody? Could be an ILM, but I'm sure it's not, right. you know. Um, but yeah, like, no, they're fine. They made a fantastic show. And then they also created a cheaper way to make things to my knowledge. I, I would yeah. assume it's cheap. No? Do, would you agree? Yeah. I mean, they only had $10 million for each episode and you look at the scale of those episodes and I don't, <laughs> I mean, it, look, you're not going to sh- produce a, uh, an indie film using the volume just yet. Um, no. but no, but I think if you're doing something on that, see, I'm curious if, because um, Obi Wan is going to be shot on the volume. I'm guessing Cassian Andor will be shot on the volume. Well, Taika Waititi's film 
use the volume? I'm sure not all of it, but will it use it? Because if you think about it, George Lucas was, I mean, they say this in the, in the gallery, George Lucas was, this was his goal was to get to basically this spot. He knew this is where filmmaking was going. Yeah. And I'm curious if, you know, they'll go to location because, you know, that's, everyone's got in their head that it's gotta be practical although i just watched the uh the vanity variety or vanity fair time you know those timelines of of career that they do on youtube have you seen those where they have like actors and directors and they're like here's the timeline and they i watched the harrison ford one earlier yeah and he goes it's from february because he's promoting the wild call of the wild thing Mm. but i was watching earlier and he said uh he goes he was talking about green screens versus not green screens. He goes, it doesn't matter. It's acting. It's all just pretending anyway. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that's kind of true. When you think of when you go to like a place that does like improv, half the time their stage is black yeah. and they're just standing in front of a black wall. Like if it's good, who cares? Exactly. You, your imagination has to flow. And if you're an actor and you can't imagine something, maybe you have, you're in the wrong career path as part of it. But you know, like, like so the the prequels were highly on green screen. Obviously, that's well documented. Yeah. Uh, and then the the sequel trilogy, like we need to go back to. Re-. But you know, they use a lot of green. Like the the Snoke throne room was the first time I ever saw. They, it was like green screen, but Ryan Johnson could see the the set on an iPad. Like it was, oh, it was yes. cool. To, which is what I thought they did on the Mandalorian. I didn't realize it was super cool. <laughs> But that, yeah. I thought, like, that was, I'm like, whoa, they could have it, like, right there for him to see before it's edited. And I'm sure it wasn't perfect, but it's ILM, so it's probably near perfect. But I thought that was genius. And, and George Lucas is trying to get this point. So I'm just curious if, you know, you know, sometimes they'll probably go out on location. But you got to imagine. They'll, get, they'll be like, you're doing this movie. How can you utilize this technology that we have in-house? Yeah. Like, it yeah. saves so much money, especially now in this new world, right? So mm-hmm. the new world, quote unquote, that they say, where they don't want people, people should be traveling. You got to wear masks. The volume, the negative is you're all in one confined space. The positive is you're not leaving anywhere. Yeah. And you could build those pretty well anywhere. Yeah. Right. Like you'll probably build one in L.A. You'll probably build one in New York. I don't know how much work goes into building them. You build one in Vancouver, you build one in Toronto. Like, think about that. It could be like a network of 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 studios. And it's like you could shoot in LA, but then you're like, oh, we gotta film something in Toronto that's live. So instead of getting it all done in LA, maybe start in LA and then you go to Toronto in their volume and shoot whatever you want, and then go do your exteriors at the same time. Like it's i mean i don't know if it'll i mean that would require you to uh, there's a lot the, like the potential is just crazy but then like going back to your question is like does star wars need saving it's like what are you referring to like are you referring to stories are you referring to quality like i don't know uh yeah i didn't read I the think, article so i don't know what they were talking about either exactly but it's like i just right now <laughs> If someone's like, oh, Star Wars is no good anymore, the answer is just straight up Mandalorian. Because <laughs> there's so many good things coming out. Like, that show was really, really good. The volume. And it's pretty obvious that Dave Filoni, like, is, like, the superstar now. Favreau. Favreau, I'm not 
downplaying him, he's made mm-hmm. an amazing thing. But establishing these new guys that will take over, it's just... <laughs> I feel like Filoni needed Favreau. And vice versa, but I think in the way that because we've been every every podcast or YouTuber that's talked about Star Wars has talked about Filoni needs to take over Lucasfilm, and it's always been like, but does he have the know how? He's an animation guy, and not yeah. like that, and that's not a negative. It's just it's different, and he says how much different it is too. He doesn't know it's yeah. completely different. But then you have Favreau who respects Filoni and vice versa, and then like it's like Filoni needed someone like that to help him transition into this world and understand this new world for him and when you watch that gallery show he's on i mean obviously he's the producer and second unit director and all that but he's on the panels every panel with falone with favreau he's always there there, and favreau drives it but felona gives you the wisdom of it and the yeah this is how george lucas did it this is how george and when george luke it's always like that and eventually, you've, sure, you've got to move away from George Lucas, but you can't move away from George Lucas until you understand and respect mm. George Lucas. But it's like, you know, I love making pizza. But <laughs> I didn't allow myself to make anything other than a margarita pizza until I had a margarita pizza that tasted like one that I would get. <laughs> you know, like I was like, no, until this tastes right, I'm not making another one. Then I was like, I'm happy with this. I'm going to add a, another something on it so I, but you have to you have to understand the foundation of it you have to respect where you're coming from perfect that then you can move on from that is what i'm saying i i mean star wars at its core is about collaboration i mean mm-hmm. yeah george lucas is at the forefront for the first movie but like empire strikes back arguably the best star wars movie to date george lucas isn't at the helm he is and he isn't so it's just like but like what made i mean it's debatable but like when you i have a new hope poster on my wall and right beside empire strikes back and you look at the names at the bottom of the poster for like production and it's like george lucas i think he's mentioned twice and it's just less names and then you look at empire strikes back and it's like irvin kirshner um lay bracket um lawrence kasdan it's like all these names that we've like grown up hearing and like you, I, I don't even I couldn't even tell you what Lawrence Kasdan looks like <laughs> but you know what I mean but like those are the names so like perhaps maybe Filoni will never get his full I mean I think the Disney galleries is totally changing how we look at Filoni um, well that's another question I have for you because mm-hmm. well, we also said Filoni you know we mentioned this before where Filoni should do a movie but it's like but he's not Star Wars isn't about the director, but they clearly kind of have been trying to go there with J.J. Abrams, Gareth Edwards, just did Godzilla, you know, Ron Howard, but Lord and Miller before that, they always had somebody that they could say, not in the trailer, but behind it could be like, well, you just did this super popular movie that everybody liked, you know, the Jurassic World and stuff like that with Trevorrow before that. Like, but this gallery show and Filoni being at the center of it, he is at the forefront of this show nonstop. And they don't shy away from Dave Filoni. And he makes a point to be like, I worked on The Last Airbender, and then I got this job right before Revenge of the Sith, and I was super excited to be able he, They give you his background yeah, in an organic way that when somebody watches this, like your parents, my parents, Aaron, whoever, who doesn't know who he is, now it's like, oh, who's directing the next movie? That guy. Oh, 
yeah. know him from the Mandalorian. Now all of a sudden he is not a household name, but he's that guy with the cowboy hat that more people are going to be familiar with and feel comfortable that he can do a Star Wars movie or show on his own or whatever. Yeah, I mean, we're I think we're overthinking it too. It's like that's what we do. We're... Our parents don't even remotely <laughs> know. No, God no. Life. If my dad would watch Looper and then he would not like, he would probably okay. Yeah. He, he would have he no. Look, I'll, I will say a lot of people who go to the theaters to watch those type of movies do not care who's behind the lens. There yeah, are yeah. certain movies you go to see who's behind the lens. Other movies you just go to see, like Colin Trevorrow directing Jurassic World. No one cared. No yeah. one. I think people still think it's Spielberg. But like Spielberg was dropped, but now it's just the franchise is taking over. So there's some movies people just like I will just go see this movie. There was a movie I saw the trailer for a little while ago. God, what the hell was it? I didn't even know who directed it, but it looked super cool. I had to look up the director because I was like, I don't know who did this. Ended up being nobody I heard of, and that's probably why it wasn't mentioned in the trailer. But it was like I was like, oh, that looks cool. Um, so I think director, unless you're Spielberg or someone like that, it's. People don't really care too often. Yeah. Especially in the world we live in now where you have all these streaming things at your fingertips and they're like, well, I'm already paying for this. I'll just watch whatever Netflix tells me to watch. And you're like, no one ever questions why. It's like, oh, Tiger King. I'll watch this. I'm not saying Star Wars is a documentary, but I think we live in a world where people are a lot more open to watch anything. And that's no slam about any like it's, but you know what I mean. You're like, well, I have it. I'll watch it and see what it's like. You know, like uh, maybe it's good, maybe it's bad. It's like whatever. Like that's kind of cool. And I always find I watch random things, and something of that movie comes up later in real life, where it's like, oh, did you watch this movie? Well, this person's doing this, and you're like, whoa, (laughs) I don't know. I that's. Maybe that's just my personal uh, perspective because I'm like, ooh, I like movies and TV. <laughs> yeah, no, that that definitely happens. By the way, I just uh, watched Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Jojo Rabbit. I thoroughly enjoyed it. At first, yeah. when it first started, I was like, oh, is this just going to be like a Wes Anderson movie? Like I got a little bit – it was very Wes Anderson off the top, and then it definitely stopped being Wes Anderson. <laughs> like it definitely stops in in a not a better or worse way but in a good way like in a okay this is its own own thing because i always get worried when i watch these movies it's like yeah i like this style and that but it's like who are you who's telling like that kind of movie i want to see i want to see the the director I, you know what i mean like i want to see them and i don't want them to be wes anderson um mm. but and i think i thought it was i i really like laugh my buttocks off the entire <laughs> way through um and then i wanted to cry but then i wanted to laugh again um i, yeah, to with, I really liked it it's an interesting movie because it's like it's 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 different in the same uh, like the other's movie you know what i mean it stands out where it's just like wow I don't, I don't know maybe it's just i remember eagle and shark it's like you go from the indie movie to this it's like wow so i don't know I don't know. Yeah, Eagle Strikes is good. I like that one too. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's just it it. it I don't know. I thought it was really well done. Like just mm-hmm. everything and the kids look Hollywood. You got to cast the two kids 
as young Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Like, yeah. but like do like like an it style movie where like the kids are in it as yeah. much as the adults, so you can like intertwine yeah. them. Because I want to see them more. Like those two were so good. Uh, I, actually, everybody I thought was good in it. Sam Rockwell and Ninja Turtles represent. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's like a movie that you're like, I didn't know I wanted this, but now I know. <laughs> I wanted to see it in the theater. Didn't have a choice, but I wasn't like dying to. I was like, I'm sure it's good because of who made it. Like that was my thing. I'm like, I'm sure it's good. We'll see. And then I told you when when things go cheap on uh, iTunes, I'll pick them up if I'm yeah, interested. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I picked it up for cheap. Finally got around to watching it. And I was like, ooh, that was good. Really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, like it was an exciting movie year last year. Like, like who'd have thought that like two of the biggest contenders? Well, I mean, that this sounds so bad. It's not like a new piece of information, but Knives Out. Ryan Johnson and Jojo Rabbit, Taika Waititi, two of like the biggest indie darlings for like the longest time are now like the yeah. top of top notch guys to the point where it's like Ryan Johnson doesn't need to do another Star Wars and Taika Waititi doesn't need to do another Thor or Star Wars. He they have carte blanche, quite frankly, yeah. and do oh, yeah. whatever they want. I know maybe you could you could argue against it, but like I don't know, man. <laughs> No, so. I agree. I think uh, and and both those. I think Knives Out was really good, um, yeah. but it was it was funnier than I expected. Yeah, yeah, it was funnier. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was well made, uh, but Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> it was. I don't know what. It, maybe it just hit me at the right time. But I, everything. Yeah. It just like. I just really, really, I, I haven't enjoyed a movie like that in a while. Like the way I was just like right into it. Like honestly, yeah. maybe the Grand Budapest Hotel was <laughs> like, it's just like these kind of movies where I'm just like, I really like that. And I can't explain why to anybody. Like, yeah, it made me laugh, but there was more to it. I thought it's sort of like this journey of whimsy in a desperate time right yeah. i mean with jojo rabbit for sure but like i guess yeah like grand budapest hotel you're like oh it's this kooky guy at a hotel but then there's like there's a war story going on and they don't have all these personal freedoms and you're like <laughs> deep <laughs> but it's like it's not making light of the serious situation it's it's almost exploiting the ridiculousness of the yeah. st- of of the ignorance of the past in a way it's like yeah what the hell is like every time they t- every time they talk about a certain i was just like dying of i don't want to give the movie away either because i'm sure nobody's seen it but like i was dying of laughter i'm like this is absurd but it's somewhat factual <laughs> like that was the thing it's like sure it's over the top yeah. And fantastical, but it's like, but this is kind of I see like you're bringing you're bringing a point to it where you're like that is ridiculous, and I think today and what's going on in society, it it might actually be a little bit more relevant than we think. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, like even talking about like good stuff from last year, like Watchmen, the TV series, like 
I mean, it's not like there was the Black Lives Matter thing was just something they just realized a month ago. Like, for that show to come out last year, prior to all this, it's just like, whoa. So it's... it's I haven't it's, seen the show. Oh, it's fantastic. I saw the movie and I've read the comic. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's, it's again, it's like Taika Waititi's stuff where it's like, it's not about one specific thing it's a multiple things and they meet in the middle somewhere so it's like yeah i mean (laughs) are we a star wars podcast anyways like those two guys right there are like technically the future of star wars so i don't think there is a problem like it doesn't need saving no, nope. I don't either. I think, you know, you got Favreau, Filoni, Taika Waititi, who's in the Favreau, Filoni camp. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I do think, though, you know, when you look at directors, Ryan Johnson aside, because I think he's earned his place, but anybody else to come in, I think they should have, I think they should do, like, like uh, any sport now where you go through, you have to go through a training camp, which is the Disney Plus series. <laughs> <laughs> and like I like honestly, if they're like our two directors to do the next feature are Director X and Deborah Chow, and Director X just won two Oscars and blah 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 and the biggest movie of all time, I'd be like Deborah Chow. Yeah. Because she's in the family now and she she knows and if if she doesn't want it, that's one thing. But like that's who I would say because she's earned her place in Star Wars. Um mm-hmm. And Rick, I can't say his last name. By the way, Dope. I just bought Dope because it's super oh. cheap right now. It's a great movie. Good choice. <laughs> I think it's yeah. on Netflix, but yeah. No, it's not. It's on CTV app. CTV app? <laughs> Don't know what that is. But anyway, anyway, it was... Uh, so, I know it's a great movie, but it was super cheap. And I was like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bought it. Bought it up. Uh, great movie. But anyway, like, if he wants to do Star Wars, he's done my favorite episode of Mandalorian. So, i go yeah. for it. Um. But I, I, I honestly think if you've, like, Bryce Dallas Howard in, do it. Anybody that's on those shows now, I think, uh, yeah. ever in a place. And Taika Waititi is the first one from TV to cinema now. Yeah, it's exciting. You know, it, I mean, we got a Star Wars game show on YouTube. Like, come on. It's fantastic. It's for kids, but whatever. It's fun. And the book series, even though it got delayed, like, we got High Republic on the rise as well. And it's just, I got some stuff in Hollow News about it. So I won't really talk about it a lot, but like, there's a lot of good things coming up on the horizon. So I don't know. I, you know what? I'm excited for Star Wars Squadrons. There, I said it. <laughs> you know what? I was thinking about that earlier too, because I was saying how I'm not great at the, the pilot games, yeah. those ones. But then I was like, well, by the way, you probably have this in news, but uh, Episode One Racer now available. I didn't get it. My Nintendo Switch broke. I got a hold. Oh, of, yeah. I got a hold of Nintendo. I am shipping it off on Friday. It's being shipped off to, to Nintendo nice. on Friday. Um, so I'm very excited to have my Nintendo Switch back by Christmas. I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> they said typically it's two to three weeks. My guess is nowadays seven to eight years. Uh, but I'm just excited to get it. Like at least it's in the process of it, so whatever. But when that comes, like I've decided, I'm not going to get it on PS4 because I have Race Revenge on there. I'm going to get it on the Switch. Um, no, nice. I don't care about looking at my photos notification. Um, but anyway, uh, what was I saying? My photos left lost my train of thought. Oh, Rose Squadron. So Squadron, I've decided I'm not very good at flying games, but for forty dollars. 
So yeah. probably 50 Canadian. Because by the way, you guys got ripped off on video games in the States. FYI. Why? Because we, you guys should buy it from bestbuy.ca <laughs> because it's cheaper if you can do the conversion. We pay less than they do per video game. Yeah, yeah. I hope I just didn't just didn't ruin it for us. But if it is forty nine ninety nine or even fifty nine, I'll probably swing that because it's Star Wars at the end of the day. And uh, as much as I won't be good at it, at least it's not eighty. Yeah, for sure. Like it's it's a lot to pay for a game that you don't know if you're gonna like it. So yeah. Um, speaking, of, speaking of refunds, I have sent away my tickets for celebration and i'm checking my paypal nope they have not refunded me yet but they said up to 30 days so yeah paypal takes a while uh how dare you first of all you're not a real fan you're not a true fan Uh, i thought about like not refunding all the tickets but Look, I was t- in Canada, the exchange is like, yeah, I know. You pay this much in American, it's actually this in Canadian. I'm like, come back. Bring it in. I, I uh, yeah, and I was talking to Andrew. It was like two years, man. Think about three years ago in Orlando. How much has everything changed since? I had a different job, a different. Yep. I lived somewhere else. <laughs> like, you were single. It was. It was this time last year. That we bought the yeah, tickets. June 21st. Because it was right roughly on our birthday. <laughs> now we're refunding yeah, a know. year later. It, it bothers me to buy a ticket that early out, but that we kind of had to, right? We had to. It's so sold it's out. Like, yeah. Yeah. So. I, wasn't, I wasn't happy with that. I still think something fishy was going on, but uh, whatever. Uh, that's good. I'll be refunding mine soon, probably. Um, it's unfortunate we can't yeah. go this year, but I think you and I, and maybe Andrew, whatever, should plan a when things clear up <laughs> sorry text message man. when things clear up you, we need to do a uh, a road trip to the United States of America oh yeah when it clears up because right now Florida California I'm looking yeah. at you what Florida <laughs> get your crap together I love you your weather's great your beaches are wonderful but oh my God, put on a mask and stay inside. Yeah. I can't take it. I can't take it. This is keeping us from Target. <laughs> Seriously. I'm like, I was having, I had Dunkin' Donuts on my birthday and I was like, I'm going to run out of this. I mean, I have like yeah. four or five or six bags left, but I was like, I had to call our friend from Brick City Blockade, Robin Vote. I'm like, dude, I might need you to ship me some Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> coffee. <laughs> you get that ready. Because uh, I was like, I can't, I can't handle this anymore. I can't take it. You gotta so Florida, California, it's real. I just by the way, I just had a uh, guy on my street told me it was a hoax. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, a hoax. Yeah, it was a hoax. Yeah. <sighs> All right, we're gonna get to the, the odds, but before we get to the odds, we have to go over to our best friend Andrew Fantasia. Ugh. He has a new summer series he's working on for all of you. It will be Patreon subscribers will get it a week early, and then everybody else will get it a week later. When it's old news, <laughs> it's, it's timeless. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but but it's, uh, it's called Summer Legends. 
He's going to, he'll probably, he's going to send me a video that we're going to pretend we're throwing to live here. Did I just ruin? Hold on. You always ruin yeah. it. Like This is, so you can't see this, but this is what he said. This is what it's going to look like. So everybody watch, you can see it. Uh, that's the, the thumbnail that he's making for it. Or Summer of Legends, it's called. Sorry, not Summer Legends, Summer of Legends. Mm. And it's, it looks like, it looks like, like, Tropic. Uh, games for the NES. <laughs> it looks like the, 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 but anyway, so he's working on that. So he's gonna give us a little rundown of what this of what this is. So you want to go over to Andrew Fantasia? Sure. Hey, scumbags! Andrew Fantasia here, and I'm interrupting the show with a quick little promo because I got something cool that I want to share with you coming up in the following weeks. It's summertime, and according to the Ultimate Guide to Summer that I bought back in 1993, that means three things. Bikini girls, dune buggies, and daredevil surfers. None of which are present at the moment. So we're gonna have to improvise. On our show High Ground, we talk about all kinds of new, exciting Star Wars books that come out. We review them, we say whether we like them, we say whether we don't like them, and then we show you cool pictures and stuff if the books have pictures in them. High Ground is fun, but there hasn't really been a whole lot of new Star Wars stuff lately. We were supposed to get High Republic this summer, that ain't happening anymore. We were supposed to get a lot of things that have been delayed, but we still want to get you High Ground. That's why I'm proud to announce to you today that this summer, 2020, is going to be a little bit different on High Ground. Please grab your Ray-Bonds and a bottle of Sunblock. We are about to begin the Summer of Legends. That's right. I have a handful of Legends books. James and Brock have handfuls of Legends books. We are going to dive back into the old archives, look at those Legends books, and talk about them with all of you. Did we love them? Did we hate them? Are we upset because Finn isn't in them? I don't know, but we'll talk to you about it. Each and every Legends book I own is making the list, so that's about 20 to 30 books right there. Brock and James have their own. The Summer of Legends is going to be stacked. I can't wait for you to see what we have in store. So join us on the beach or pull up a seat at the swim-up bar. You can smell the coconut in the air. Summer of Legends begins in the next coming weeks. Back to you, gentlemen. Never tell me the odds. Oh my God. <laughs> the odds are brought to us by Patreon. As always, thank you so much for all of your support over on Patreon. Yeah, thank you to all our wonderful patrons. Like Heidi Fetter. Executive producer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mary Brophy. <laughs> Dennis Allen. Mary Chris Nathan. Jeff Wilson. Phil Stanford, Janet Rubio, Rachel Alford, Austin Scher, Scott D, Andy Higgins, Josh Price, Mason Hope, Matt W. Rez, Rural Farmboy, Frank Perkins, Sunathron, Neil Lowry, D. Raven Spencer, Gleek Play One, Automated Joy, Disney Desi, Charlotte, Kayla Davis, Aaron Quinton, Jared Cocaine, Girls with Sabres, who, by the way, have revamped their logo. Oh, really? It is spectacular. Spectacular. But now they don't have sabers in their logo. They have pens. So are they girls with pens? I'm going to talk to them. But it's a, uh, I did talk to them. But it's, it's actually, uh, it's really cool. It's gold and black. It looks slick. Nice. Uh, and Josh over at the Den of Nerds, who I think is leaving Patreon, by the way. Why? Hey, he's Josh. He's, uh, he's probably got a deal with AMC Television. 
It's just Josh. It's just Josh. <laughs> so thank you so much, Patreons. Uh, it means a lot to yeah. us to have your support. We are going to be ramping up the Patreon content soon. Yay. Um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Brock is going to give you broccoli thoughts. That's daily thoughts from Brock. They won't be Star Wars related. It'll just be like, I like Little Caesars. <laughs> Teenagers, don't wear masks anymore. Um, Whatever happened to predictability? <laughs> um, anyway, the first off, the odds of Mandalorian being without his helmet for over seven minutes in total in the second season. Very specific on the time there. We're going to watch it with a stopwatch. And this is, sorry, not child Mandalorian. This is Pedro Pascal Mandalorian. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not child. Pedro Pascal only. What was he for over seven minutes? I like this question because of the specificity. (laughs) Uh, But it's sort of like, yeah, you kind of want Pedro to show his face a little bit more. But it kind of ruins the character. No, like it's what they did in the first season was like good because you're like, yeah, sense. But it's just like, what, he can only be seen by droids now? So I don't know. And it's, isn't it funny? I think I said this before. It's like, we never referred to him as Din Jaren. Yeah. <laughs> or Jaren, <laughs> which is Mandor, the Mandalorian. So um, odds of it, I'm going to go 75. I think, I don't know if the number, the number part is like, hmm, I like seven minutes. I want it to be seven minutes. Uh, I think we're gonna get at least a sizable chunk of no mask. I don't. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't. I, but I'm pretty optimistic. So this stems from an article I read a little while ago. I cannot mm-hmm. shout out who wrote the article. I apologize, but I heard that Pedro Pascal was on set and in suit costume more than he was in season one. Oh, good. I mean, look, we heard of his casting into well into the shooting of season one so they might have done stuff like i think that first shot we ever saw of him was um what's his name the stunt double wayne mm. was john wayne's grandson what's his name i don't know <laughs> i think it's lloyd it's in the gallery thing i know yeah that. i know so there's two of them and i think it's him okay um, i could be wrong but that's who i would say uh, i'm gonna go full brock on this one i think they're gonna still keep him relatively covered hmm. they worked in season one nobody was dying for like i don't think anybody was like when's he gonna take it off yeah, like, yeah. He's, he's not that kind of character no and uh clearly pedro pascal is having more fun than chris evans and robert downey jr did in masks <laughs> yeah that's the thing right like it's like it's part of his character that he yeah. doesn't take off his mask so him taking off his mask kind of makes like uh and i'm sure no. I'm sure he wants to be there more, but it also seems like he has all the respect in the world for the other two playing the same character as him. Yeah. So, yeah. And he gets to talk into a pillow. Uh, next up, the odds of Mark Hamill having a cameo in every single Star Wars going forward from this point on. Yeah. 99.9%. I don't know. Like, I can't see why he wouldn't. He'd be like Stan Lee. Uh, though, like, Stanley created these characters. Mark Hamill's just a guy that was in he was the main character. Um But he's a uh, voice actor, which helps him. Yeah, oh for sure. I'm not downplaying. You know what I mean? Like he's perfect to like it's not even like, 
we're not talking to see his face. He just voices something or maybe he's in a costume or whatever. Like John Rats. Quite frankly, I don't wouldn't see why they wouldn't put as many of the like other characters. Like I'm sure actors love dropping in on a movie to be like, yeah. <laughs> so, well, I just watched um, the. This is the only one I've ever watched of Reunited Apart with Josh Gad. I've only watched one of them that he's mm. done, and it was the Ghostbusters one. Oh, and he, it was pretty good. There's a part where he talks about Annie Potts about the character. She goes, "Well, I was in New York." And she goes, "I wanted to just visit the set one day, so I visited the set." And Ivan Reitman said, oh, oh, come, you're going to be in this scene. And she goes, I, I didn't have my wardrobe or anything. So she grabbed like somebody from the from the crew's glasses yeah. and threw them on. And she goes, from there on, I was screwed. I had to wear these stupid glasses that I couldn't see out of. Uh, so, you know, I think people, you know, when they sense something, that they're part of something, want to be there. Like yeah. uh, like yeah. Warwick Davis in The Phantom Menace, uh, Ray Park in The Phantom Menace. Uh, I think probably Ahmed, but like you're like, oh, I'm part of this. I'm going to show up and see what's on. So yeah, I agree with you. I think you know actors want to, and that's you know you yeah. get Daniel Craig's, your Tom Hardy's, your yeah. prin- princes, the princes Williams and Farrah uh, or whatever, and all these people are like part of it because it's something to be a part of. So I think I'm going to go ninety percent on that as well. Yeah, and it's Mark yeah. Hamill. He's Star Wars royalty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the final odd, the most important odd we've ever had, the odds of McClunky being spoken again in Star Wars. Um, yeah. Uh, I feel like maybe not in a movie, but I definitely see a TV show animation where we maybe come across a Rodian and they say it and maybe like mug at the camera sort of thing. I don't know. It hasn't been that big of a deal. Like, it was a big deal yeah. when it first got, but I don't think it's really in the zeitgeist as much as most people think. So, it'd be a very, like a really vague thing. But, you know, I think it's in the same vein as the ice cream maker, you know, like, where it's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. it's not for everybody. It's not a meme per se. It's It's for people like us. I'm going to go full Brock. I don't think they would, but I think they should. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right, hollow news. Hollow news. Hollow news. Da 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 da. Hollow news. Is Rehan there? No. Because last time, hollow news. Da 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 da. Hollow inside joke. Da 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 Okay, good. I wrote it on my phone this time. As I was saying earlier... Oh, sorry. Hollow News! The news you need to know right now. As I was saying earlier, uh, High Republic is on the horizon. Uh, Right now, you can go over to IGN and check out the first chapter of Light of the Jedi. And it sort of gives you a breakdown of what happens. It the story revolves on an unprecedented disaster the Republic suddenly finds its expansion programs dealing with. A passenger cargo freighter called the Legacy Run, attempting to avoid debris in a hyperspace lane, breaks up while still at light speed. Not only is everyone on board, mostly migrants, venturing out the frontier to start new lives, seemingly killed, the, breaking, the broken up wreckage of the Legacy Run begins to shunt out of light sp- speed and into normal space, becoming screaming projectiles of mass destruction that can hit anywhere from the core worlds to the outer rim. 
it's so it, Charles Soule says like the this is what a lot of the series is going to revolve around this moment of crisis the Re- republic turns to the guidance of the peace and justice the jedi and apparently it's going to be a lot more we're going to see jedi in different forms it's not there's no war it's more these are the peacekeeper jedi we always talk about uh don't think I had it here, but like we're we're gonna come across a lot of different Jedi, so it's very very exciting. If you want to read more, check out IGN. Just search High Republic, and I'm sure you'll get the first chapter. Ah, uh, and if you're like, I need some Star Wars now. Well, guess what? New action figures are coming out. Black Series. They are continuing the Empire Strikes Back 40th anniversary Black Series. Most of them are stuff that already exists before. Uh Darth Vader and a new uh, the Empire. Uh, I believe it's sort of like his what he looked like on Bespin. Luke Skywalker from Dagobah, Boba Fett, Chewbacca, an Imperial Stormtrooper, and a Hoth Rebels Trooper. Uh, there's no release day yet, but that is the next series coming out for the 40th Empire Strikes Back anniversary. And if you're like, I really need something special, go over to eBay, the Holy Grail of Star Wars collectibles, the Boba Fett prototype with the rocket that fires out and I think was a jumping hazard is now on sale on on eBay for a whopping $225,000. I believe it's also not uh it's one of the it might have been yeah it's the prototype I'm trying to find the words like what is it <laughs> not replica but the prototype for it so it's not painted that the way it comes so very, very, very rare. If you got that money, go get yourself some Boba Fett. And as James mentioned before, it's finally happened. Star Wars, Star Wars Episode One Racer is now available on PS4 and Nintendo Switch. Go check it out. Currently, I think they're on both platforms. It is $14.99, maybe US dollars. So twenty. I don't know, James. Did you look up what the price was? And nineteen ninety nine Canadian. Perfect. Oh, 18, 18, 1898 on the Switch, 1999 on the PS4. Perfection. Under $20. Go get yourself some nostalgia for the Phantom Menace. And this has been your Hollow News. Hollow News. That's my singing. I don't know. Is that a problem? Is that a problem? <laughs> Anybody got a problem? Most people ignore me. That's why... People who just watch us on mute. We we are what we are. All right, ready for top five. Uh, Today's top five. Top five actors we would like to see return to the Star Wars (laughs) universe. Brock, did you give this one a lot of thought or were you like, I already know? Uh, No, I think I got them like right off the bat. Interesting. Who's your number five? My number five, it's just low because we know it's going to happen anyways. Warwick Davis. He always needs to come back. See, I don't have Warwick Davis because he's, for me, a given. <laughs> he's an absolute. Yeah, that's so he's not on mine. Oh, uh, but cool. respect. My number five is Donald Glover Oof, because I'm like, give me more young Orlando. Let's do it. So mm-hmm. Donald mm-hmm. Glover is my number four. What was your number five? Number five is Donald Glover. 
Oh, I thought you said number four. I did. Uh, <laughs> I was just but my number know. four is a little character. I'll just go to my number four. It's Woody Harrelson. <laughs> just yeah, he was awesome. He was awesome, and I don't. I'm oh, he's dead. Spoiler prequel. Star Wars has done prequels in the past. Don't tell me it can't be done now. Uh, after Rise of Skywalker, nobody stays dead. <laughs> I don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> my, my number four is Mark Hamill because, like, come on, he's gonna be in it. <laughs> Once again, he's not on my list because I think that's a that's a given for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so my number three should be my number one: Joel Edgerton, ah, nice, Uncle nice. Owen. Uncle Owen should hang out with Woody Harrelson and Young Obi Wan Kenobi, and they should all hang out. And that's my pitch. <laughs> that's it eh? that's it that's i don't care what they're doing my number three is going to be because i don't think it's going to happen but i kind of want it to happen daisy ridley bring back ray like this is not, my next three are like come back bring as the back. character you played not like oh i wore a mustache and i was in the back of Background. Well, that's why my number one is John Ratzenberg. So just <laughs> I'm joking. It's not. Uh, well, if you want Oscar Isaac back, he'll do it when he needs a new house. Apparently, it's what he said. Um, oops. What? You say? He said on an interview, they asked him if he do another Star Wars. He, th- he says he thinks he's done, but he would do it again if he needed another house. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number two, <laughs> uh, the greatest actor to grace Star Wars. He's been in three Star Wars movies so far. I think a fourth one is what he is needed. His name is Jimmy Smith. Just keep... he does like that's like that definitely has to be high on the list. Like, come on, I want more Baylor Ghana. It's a it's a main character that doesn't. Okay. He's a main character to like people that know the expanded stuff. But no, like yeah. in the movies, it's like, oh, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my number two is. It's funny you mentioned him, Oscar Isaac. <laughs> that guy's just a good actor. You should just put him in things. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> That's what he said. He wants to do more uh, small films. That's what he says. He's more drawn. Yeah, I'm excited for Dune. I read the book. <laughs> I know zero about Dune. It's okay. That's <laughs> it's kind of crazy. I still have never seen a Blade Runner. <laughs> wow. My number one. I am one with the Force, and the Force is with me. Bring back Ooh. Donnie Yen. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. Make him a villain with a mask so you don't have to worry about oh, like, oh, that's yeah. Like, put him in stuff. Like, <laughs> Yeah, the more Donnie Yen, the better. That's my yeah. list. Take it. <laughs> Who's your number I'm one? Going, I'm going all in on this one, James. I was thinking, I'm like, Harrison Ford. But he's old. Boyega. But I'm getting all in. Alden Einreich. Put him in something. Put him in. Like, wow. TV show, movie, care. put him in. Give him Han Solo again. He did a good job. Was it his fault that they fired a director and then the whole story completely changed? I think he delivered a very decent Han Solo and deserves a, a second chance. Not a second chance. 
is uh, a second movie to just do what he does. Sound like he's on The Bachelor. I deserve a second chance at love. <laughs> I, everyone deserves a second chance. That's my impression of the the Bachelorette. All the guys that are on the Bachelor shows. I deserve the second chance of love. I deserve it. You're like, have you noticed on these reality shows about love? Everyone is obsessed with love. Oh yeah, it's like. <laughs> What is wrong with you? It's just love. It'll come to you. Chill. I deserve it. It's been so long. I can't let my guard down. Shut up. You're on a TV show. You're yeah. totally. I don't know how to, I don't know how to let my guard down. <laughs> By being a human being, just be a human being. <laughs> <laughs> I just I can't. It's always the same. Then they cry. Unless you're Big Ed from 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> Oh, Before yeah. the ninety days, ninety day fiance is a whole other echelon but, of like but, reality. But pillow talk <laughs> had Camille Nanjami uh, on it. Like Nanjami, on oh, it. yeah, I can't say his name right now. But he was on it, and I was like, "What is happening? Like, what episode?" It just they're like, "Look who's here!" I was like, "All right," and he's just on like a bed. <laughs> Eating popcorn, talking about the show, because that's what pillow talk is. They eat food and they they talk about the show in bed, <laughs> and they make fun of people on the show. And now they have a new one where people, where the people on the show, watch that version of the show, so they strike back at the. It's called strike back, obviously. Enough. Oh my god! <laughs> I know, and I'm like this. And now there's COVID, so you know it costs fifty cents to make because they're like just record yeah. it on your phone. I think they send them like cameras <laughs> and stuff, but you're gonna. Yeah. It's really funny, but uh, yeah, so. It's like when uh, Macaulay Culkin wore a shirt of Ryan Gosling. Yes. Ryan Gosling wore a shirt of Macaulay Culkin wearing a shirt of Ryan Gosling. Exactly. It's it's meta. It's meta to the T. I got. Something just fell. Yeah, it's meta, bro. Yeah. Meta, meta, meta. All right, that's our show. Okay, goodbye. Andrew hasn't uh, sent me his video yet, so. I mean, yeah, you already watched it. All right, uh, this was a lot of fun, Brock. 174 episodes of this nonsense. Today, we didn't even talk about Star Wars, because why Why bother? <laughs> why bother? We talked about Star Wars. Uh, look, I got DJ and Ray. Of what? Funko Pop DJ. Oh, you can't see this, right? Oh. Funko Pop DJ and Ray. These ones are the mystery box Funk DJ and Ray. Oh, yeah. And Baby Yoda. All right, everybody. This has been the 174th episode of the Replica Podcast. You can listen to us on iHeartRadio, Apple Music, Apple Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, all the places where you get the, the podcasting things going on. Uh, and also, you can watch us here on YouTube, and you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. Lots of cool new content going out. And Brock, are we gonna, we're going to do our own Rebel, the Revelation, the Rebel Scum Podcast celebration, since celebration is canceled. We'll do like yeah. three days nonstop recording. <laughs> Just a disaster. Like an hour into it, it would be a disaster. I don't want to go on. What, what are we talking about? Star Wars. But we'll do that. That will be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm James. He's Brock. Um, check your Wi-Fi. And uh, you were always scum. Rebel scum. Hey, scumbags. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. 
As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.